Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Hope your turkey cooks delectably and your team plays magnificently. Thank you for letting us get you ready for some football. And happy Thanksgiving and happy football to my guys, Michael Irvin and Richard Sherman. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving, Skip. Thank you, Richard. Same to you, Playmaker. Hey. Great morning. Great morning. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And I've had plenty of these great mornings where it's all about food, family, and so football. Sounds great. Football. All right. We will get to LeBron's great bad night last night here in L.A. in just a few minutes. But let us start with... The team Michael Irvin represents in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Cowboys hosting their historical arch rival from Washington. Now the Commanders. The 125th time these teams have played. The 11th time on Thanksgiving. On the biggest stage in the NFL this side of the Super Bowl. But this time... As we all know, the 7-3 and three Cowboys are 12-and-a-half-point favorites over 4-7. and seven. Washington, poor little Washington. So, playmaker Michael Irvin, do the commanders pose any threat at all to the Cowboys today at Jerry World? Oh, of course they pose a threat now. There have been plenty Thank of games you. and plenty of times. Guys, that we go into this game because I played in it many times. You're playing against this Washington team. You have the better team, and they have won. Or we had the better team, and they have won. Or they had the better team, and we have won. So sometimes when you get in these games, that's I love the NFL have made these division games. A lot of those records go out the window because you know each other so well. So, Skip, this is a perfect opportunity for Dallas, a perfect opportunity to push forth their progress and where they're trying to go because they're going against a last place team in, in, in a perfect opportunity because this team likes to put the ball in the air somehow on the leaderboard and PRs thrown. But also, it's a perfect time because when they put it in the air, Dallas, Deron Bland in that secondary gets interceptions and the opportunity to get to the quarterback is very important. It's the last place team, but you got to show up and play because since it's a division team, you got to throw those records out the window. Mm, agreed. No Go question. Rich. No question. Yeah. I, 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 I think they'll cruise to an easy win, but I, I do think Sam Howell is going to be productive. I think Deron Bland will get his hands on the football. I think the pass rush for the Dallas Cowboys will get hot. You know, they'll have four or five sacks, uh, and they'll win the game. I think they'll get CeeDee Lamb more involved today. He didn't have the most <clears throat> product- <clears throat> productive game last week, so I'm sure they'll make up for that this week. Mm. Right. Okay, my turn. I'm going to tell you why I believe this will be a close game and will probably take another mm. year off my life. As Michael just alluded <laughs> to, he, he has been involved in these Dallas-Washington games many times. I have covered them many, many, many more times than even Michael played in them. And trust me on this. There is something in the DNA of of every Washington player. As soon as they're drafted, it's like their DNA changes. And they are taught. They are brought up in that organization that in the end, all that really, really matters is beating Dallas. And in the end, 
The, right. the, the blood is right. bad and worse for that team that we used to call another nickname all those times, Michael, in the past. But mm-hmm. we, we know what we used to call them. That's now the commanders. But mm. the, their blood is so bad for Dallas, it's, it's worse for them. The rivalry is, is much deeper for them than for the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys. So it's always a right. little harder for Dallas to get up for Washington than it is for Washington to get up for Dallas. Now, what do I see for for our Cowboys right now? This is the last game on the schedule, and all all Michael and I have heard this whole football season is, oh, you just, you beat up on the bad teams and you can't beat the good ones. Well, this is the last time, and this is obviously a home game, that we have a, so to speak, turkey. This is the last time we are clearly supposed to win the game because then it this is the calm before right. the storm of here comes Seattle here come the Eagles back in the rematch it'll be at Jerry World and then it's at Buffalo and it's obviously on to Miami and then we got Detroit at home that'll be a battle maybe for NFC sort of supremacy or top of the NFC and then we have to mm. go and face our arch rival these commanders at their place to end the season no idea if that will matter or not I hope it doesn't but the point is, Arizona did happen to these Dallas Cowboys. So do, do I completely trust them in the ultimate kind of trap game on a Thanksgiving where it looks like everything's yeah. set up for them to take off? No, I, I can't completely trust because they've given me no historical reason to trust them right. in a game like this. So what do I see from Washington? Well, I think people are overlooking because of the 12 and a half point spread. Sam Howell does lead the NFL in passing yards. And again, it's maybe it's a misleading stat because he, he also leads in attempts, he leads in completions, but they throw it all over the lot. I do have the highest regard for Eric Bieniemy as a strategist, as a play caller. He didn't get the credit he deserved, obviously, right. in Kansas City, but all of a sudden, he's got this offense in a very dangerous place where they can score on you quickly. The problem against the Giants, obviously, in the last Sunday was that they gave it away six times. You, you can't throw three picks. And by the way, Sam Howell also leads the NFL in interceptions. And he also leads the NFL in time sacked because he's been sacked more than any quarterback. So there, there's high risk, high reward on Washington's part. So now, what do I look at the body of work so far from the commanders? Well, I, I don't know if anybody has noticed this but me, but, but look at this. They're three and three on the road. They have played very well on the road where every game they've played away from Washington, they've been right in the thick of it. And remember, they, they also they played Philadelphia twice and they took them to the wire twice. So why wouldn't they come in and have the capability of taking Dallas to the wire, but just if you run down their schedule, they won at Denver, 35 to 33. At Philadelphia, it went all the way to overtime and they lost 34 to 31, and I thought they had every chance. Riverboat Ron turned into Tugboat Ron and didn't go for two when he had a chance to win the game outright. But then at Atlanta, they won 24 to 16. At, At the Giants, it was a close game. It went to the wire and they lost 14 to seven. Even Philly at home, it was 38 to 31. And they did win at New England. I know that's not worth much, but when you say Washington's a terrible team, well, they they did go to New England and win 20 to 17. They have 
the ability, the capability to play much better on the road. So, Michael, as you know, there are years during your dynasty, during the Staubach dynasty, when Dallas just owned this Thanksgiving stage. It was almost like unfair, where it was just your baby, your launching pad every year into the ability to streak into the playoffs. But over the last 13 Thanksgiving games at Dallas, you're five and eight. Well, you're starting to lose your grasp of that great home field advantage, the biggest stage in the sport this side of the Super Bowl. And even though we have won 12 straight games, we haven't been very good on Thanksgiving. We've lost three of the last four. So I'm, I'm adding this up to say I think Washington is extremely dangerous today. The perfect place at the perfect time, the perfect trap game possibility for a visiting team. And that's exactly yeah, I, what I say also. But, 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 but also, Skip, also, this is, and, and I love that you ran down the schedule, and the schedule gets tougher from here because you, you talk about Jimmy Johnson going in to, in, into the Ring of Honor on, on the 30th. I yep. thought that was perfect. And I don't know if he played it that way, but it played perfect. Let me tell you why I say that. Because today marks that last day when you say, okay, now you got a team with a losing record. After this, it's come, here comes that gauntlet. Now here comes that gauntlet. Jimmy Johnson would always say to us, would always say to us and make us focus in right here. After, the, after Thanksgiving, you have to declare who you are and you go down this stretch and you go into the playoff. It's very important, this stretch right here. For me, you yep. mentioned the bad record that Dallas have right now mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. And, you know, even after Thanksgiving, going towards that playoff, I like that they have a tough schedule. That Jimmy used to put force on us and start pressing down to make sure yep. you stay focused. That record is bad because that's not the same situation in Dallas right now. But the record will make them focus. The record will tell them, you got to make sure you stay tuned in and turn, turned in or you will get turned away from a playoff opportunity. That's the part I like going down the stretch with Dallas' schedule. Everybody's saying it's getting tough. I think tough is good right here as you have to declare who you're going to be going into the playoffs. Absolutely. No question. I mean, this is going to be a very revealing stretch for them. You know, they got Seattle next week on Thursday. These 11 games, I mean, these three games in 11 days, it's going to be a tough stretch, but they'll survive that. They'll go into the Seattle game probably eight and three. I think they'll, they'll, Skip believes they'll just walk through Philly uh, at home just because they're in Jerry's world. Like Philly won't get better. I think Philly's going to give you a tough game as they always do, and they're going to walk out of there giving you your first home loss in, what, 13, 14 games? Uh, I think Seattle, actually, Seattle might give them your first home loss uh, the you, week before. You better hope then so. Then you're going to go. Yeah, we got a dinner on that then one. you go back <laughs> yeah. to back. <clears throat> yeah. We okay. got dinner on both. Okay. And, and then dinner on both. I, I think, the, yep. Then I think the game in Buffalo, they're finding their own. They fired Ken Dorsey, Joe yep. Brady. You know, I, it, uh, Josh Allen's saying he's back. You know, like Irv always say, Mortimer, I'm back. You know, he's he's back. He's playing well again. Um, I, I, I think Miami and Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek Hill are going to give you guys a tough game. I just – that's that stretch. If they come through that stretch and have a winning record against those teams, they will make me a believer at least yeah, they, they uh, that, they, that they're a true contender. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if they'll do that right. though, Skip. Yeah, and Richard, and quick, convince I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, Michael, go. I was saying, and they will also convince themselves that they are a, a true contender. It's not just making us out here see it. It's also knowing it's in your heart and that you see it. And that's the important part. This stretch is very important. That's why I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, R Richard, just quick point of order. I, I didn't say Dallas will walk through Philadelphia. I just said Dallas will win the game. Right. I don't want to give them any more bulletin board material than we already have <laughs> oh, given I tried them. To sneak but that just in. for the I record. I tried to sneak that in. Okay, yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> but, look, Richard, to your point, what did you say the score would be today? Like, pr pretty wide margin? What, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think, I think they're going to win by 14. Okay, 31, by 14. 17. All right. Okay, I, I would love to see them win by 28 or 30 today because it, this, this is a measuring stick for me, and you can laugh at me if you want, but I need to see a team that I really believe in, that Michael really, really believes in, come out and say, here, here we come, watch this. We are going to take care of business in the first quarter to the extent that Washington will say no mas. Because Washington is teetering right now on no moss because most people are predicting or at least speculating that may become their bye week, which is in a couple of more weeks. It's week 14 that Ron Rivera would lose his job, that maybe Eric Bieniemy would get a late, late season chance to audition a bit as the quote unquote interim head coach. So. I, I don't know what the mentality of the Washington team is right now. I know they hate Dallas, but I'm wondering and love to hear you guys chime on this one. Is it possible in their psyche that they won't be all in today because they do love Eric Bieniemy and they would like to see him get a chance? I, I don't know their psyche. They were down on Eric Bieniemy no, back in, no, the, no. in the camp, remember? Right. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Right, right, right. Skip, you're right. And, and, and I think I thought through that, too. But, but you talked about this earlier. When you come into Washington, just like when you come into Dallas, they still talk about this rivalry as that great rivalry. Yeah. Washington, I, I remember players saying when they got to Washington, they were like, we don't care if you lose every game, just beat the Dallas Cowboys. That was the mentality in Washington. That still is the mentality in Washington. Dallas is going to see some real, real competition. They got to step up to that. And as you say, they got to swat it down. They got to say, right now, you're not in our class, and we're showing everybody the yeah. class that we are in and swatch this in the first quarter. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, I, go, I think they will do that. I, I, I think... I don't know if they won't show up for Eric Bieniemy in that way, Skip, because not showing up for him, at least offensively, does the opposite for him. It makes yeah, him look bad. I, I so agree. I think they want real him. mixed emotions right. about this. I, I got because I would love to see Eric just get some chance to be a head coach, even if it's interim right. tag. So would I. Just, just to see right, see how it felt. It, it's it's a la Antonio Pierce in Las Vegas with the Raiders, but, but Antonio is getting right. a way better shot at it with, with probably a little mm -hmm. better football team overall, even though at quarterback you're back right. to a rookie quarterback. But, again, if, if Washington – let's do the worst-case scenario. If Washington rises up and, and upsets Dallas today, 
then Ron Rivera is kind of back in the saddle, right? I mean, I, I, no, no, you, you don't think so? I, mean, I don't think I don't, I don't think there's much he can do to really get himself back in the saddle. I think they traded away their two best defensive players. Well, it looked like they just gave up. And Chase yeah. Young. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and and, uh, and Sweat. They. So I don't think they're. I don't think they're necessarily saying, "Hey, man, Ron Rivera, you win these couple and you're back in the saddle." I think he's gone either way. I think there's certain things that have been done in the past. They got new ownership. They I think do. they want a fresh start and maybe. Eric Bieniemy is that fresh start that they want, a young face, a, a, a great offensive coordinator who, who, who is players. It took them a second to buy in. As you said, Skip, they yeah, were complaining did. about him earlier. Yep. And right. I'm sure they're right. missing him right. in Kansas right. City because right. of the discipline and, right. and what he acts of his players and what he demands Correct. of his the players. Hard he wouldn't accept the, the hard coaching. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. That you were talking about. They, they, they key, and I must give key credit, the key pulled this out very early. When everybody was saying mm -hmm. in Kansas City, oh, we'll fix it, we'll fix it. And then we were like, wait a minute, maybe this is a sign of yeah. missing Airbnb, that hard it coaching, is. that discipline style mm -hmm. that everything matters. Yeah. And now when you come over to Washington, and, and early on when we heard this, it, it's different. It's different. When, okay, he's out there coaching the offense hard, and, and all of a sudden that little spark up or dust up they had in the media. That tells you there's two voices now in that locker room. And, 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 and if they got a voice to go to that saying, we don't have to do it that way. I, I believe it, then they'll run to that voice rather than Ron Rivera or anybody. So I believe what you guys are saying, and we must point out that, man, maybe this thing is all Eric B. Enemy. You're seeing that offense. The thing that you brought up, though, Sharon, if I'm planning on keeping you, why would I be getting rid of defensive players? Because you are a right. defensive coach. That, 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 that is a shocking tale. Yeah, and by the way, would you believe Washington still is number one in the NFC in sacks, except it's, they're at 35, but 11 and a half of them belong to Chase Young and to Sweat, who obviously went to San Francisco and Chicago. So not, right. not half of them, but, but maybe a third of, yeah, about a third uh, of them belong to those two. Okay, so you, you can sort of discount that. But Michael... I want to remind you and everyone else, when you played for the Dallas Cowboys, you went six and one on Thanksgiving Day games. And you remember what the one was? We don't want to see anything like this happen. Obviously, it's not going to snow today in Dallas. But if we could see oh, yeah, what oh, happened yeah, right. to Michael Irvin's team <laughs> the in Leon the snow. Game. Yeah, it's the Leon oh, no. Lett special. Michael remembers this. Block the field goal to win the game. The game's going to be over. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Jerry's celebrating. And w w wait a second. Leon Lett decides to touch or kick the football. Oh, my God. It's a live football. And guess who recovers? The visiting team recovers. And they get a second shot, a shorter shot at that field goal, a chip uh -huh. shot. And they make it. And it's Miami 16, Dallas 14. What do you remember about that, Michael? Oh, my God. It's so funny, too. And you guys, when, when, right before we went on the air, and I'll explain to everybody, I called Leon. Oh. And I had Leon on the phone, and I was saying to him, big fella, you know we're talking about you again today. Because right after this play, right, right after this play, right after this play, Leon, we went in, and, and Skip, you remember Jimmy would cut people Oh. Right if they made a mistake in the Woody. game, he'll cut you right away. Kirby Richards, yeah. So, mm -hmm. when, right, right. When we came in after the game, Jimmy grabbed Leon right away. He said, you're good. 
You're fine. I went running. I ran in, went to coach. He said, I'm not going to cut him. I told him. I caught Leon. He was in the bathroom, bent over by the stall, crying like a baby. Boo-hoo crying. And I felt so bad. I said to him, big fella, I know how bad you feel right now. But coach said you're going to be fine. And I said, big fella, know this. You're going to be the most famous dude on Thanksgiving. Yeah. From forever and ever. ever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And, 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 and I was just I, laughing with him about that because every year we bring that up, man. That's funny. Yeah, That's it a is. funny world. Well, and, I just wonder what he was thinking because, like, I, I mean, it was blocked. Maybe he thought it was live for some reason. Know. He had to recover it, but I, I don't know. know. Just let it be. Everybody was saying, let yeah. it go, Leon, let yeah. it go, let, it, let go. it go. And he came right in and got it. And, Michael, final thought, one reason Jimmy didn't cut Leon is because Leon was really, really good, and his potential right. was exploding at that point. All right. 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 Uh, and we went, on. Go. we yeah. went on to win the Super Bowl after yeah, you that. Should, yes, you did. Good point. All right. Up next, we got to talk a little bit of NBA because LeBron James was so great last night been so bad last night that's next this episode is sponsored by better help because your mental well-being matters a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time the question is time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash undisputed pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. Man, what a crazy night it was for LeBron James here last night in Los Angeles. So great so bad the Dallas Mavericks led by 20 after three quarters think about that up 20 after three and LeBron was sensationally hot as he ignited a comeback with lots of help from his running mate Austin Reeves LeBron scored 16 in the fourth quarter 16 in his tip in off an Austin Reeves miss with 16 I'm sorry minute 16 left gave the Lakers a two-point lead So after Luka badly missed a three, remember the the Mavs shot three of 19 in the fourth quarter and one of 10 from three. LeBron had the ball in his hands up two with 34 seconds left and it all fell apart. 
Mavs 104, Lakers 101. Richard Sherman, you're a lifelong Lakers fan, LeBron fan. How much blame, if any, does LeBron deserve for this loss? About 10%, Skip, because where is Anthony Davis? Good question. File a missing person report because, (laughs) again, on a back-to-back, he disappears when they need him. Sure, he has 13 rebounds, but 4 for 10 from the field, like, non-existent. I didn't hear you even mention his name in the fourth. LeBron has 16, but what does Anthony Davis do? Yeah, I mean, he he took one shot in the fourth quarter with 719 left and missed it. And that's the extent of his contribution in the fourth quarter. And he played and, 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 eight and minutes and 11 seconds. Yeah, go ahead. That's on a, That's where the blame needs to be. I, I know LeBron misses the game, the game tying shot at the end. But you, he's supposed to have given the keys to Anthony Davis. Like, I thought he gave the keys to Anthony Davis. Like, this is your team. I'm your running mate. But it's still, it comes down to LeBron James consistently Every game, game in and game out, because he can't depend on Anthony Davis to show up in a big way in the games that he needs him. Sure. The night before, Anthony Davis looked phenomenal, looked fantastic. Yep. And, then, and then tonight, he looks like a totally different player. I don't know what happened. Did, did, did the Monstars come and take his powers? I don't get Maybe. it. Because yeah. these are the games you need to show up when LeBron misses a shot or LeBron's tired or LeBron's giving you 16 in the fourth. Give him something. Give him two points. Give him four points. Give him eight. Give him something. Give him a spark. Help him out. Okay, I hear what you're saying, and I give you this. AD often stands, too often stands, for always disappearing. And last night, he disappeared in the fourth (laughs) quarter. And, again, you and I and all of us have kicked this around and kicked him around on the show again and again. If if you're that guy, that dude, you you got to demand the basketball. You got to call for it. You got to say, I, 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 "Remember me? Just give me the ball right. and get out of the way and let me wheel and deal here." On a Dallas that was ranked 24th coming into this game in defense, Luca doesn't play much defense. He's ranked in the 200s in defensive win shares. Kyrie plays less defense. He's he's all the way down at 249 in defensive win shares, and they don't have much physical presence in the middle. So. It, it should have been AD's turn in the middle of the fourth quarter to help take them home. I will give you that. LeBron can't be much better than he was for the first 11. Let's just go all the way to 11 minutes out of the 12 in the fourth quarter. And he did play all 12 minutes. Okay, so for those who didn't see the game because it was just on local TV and it was very late in the East, but local TV here in L.A., l- let me show you. With 3.46 left, LeBron did go to the free throw line. And I show you this because I think it contributed to what happened at the end of the game. But LeBron goes to the free throw line, if we could show you. And he misses the two free throws. First one almost airballed it, just a way short, barely ticked the rim. And then the second one was a little wide left. Okay, so still okay. Still no problem. Still on fire. Still making shots. Then we, we get to... 34 seconds left off a tip-in that I, I just told you about. LeBron mm-hmm. has the ball in his hands. Dallas feels dead in the water. Luka can't buy a shot. It felt like Kyrie couldn't buy a shot, but that was about to change. And, Richard, my, my issue is this. When we get back to the question I ask, I, I have to give LeBron 
80% of the credit for getting them back in the game, just just to getting them back. What I'm saying, 80% just to get them in position to close this deal because 16 points in the fourth, he was out of his mind. He made three, three, am I right? Three threes in the fourth. Uh, Hold on just a second. Yep, three out of seven he was. Okay, so I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. And then all of a sudden, LeBron winds up with the ball in his hands, 34 seconds left, and you're up two. Well, this has been my, my classic rant against LeBron because he is still to this moment the best basket attacker in basketball. And to me, all you need there is two. If you can get two there, mm-hmm. you're probably going to win the game. If you could just get one point there, you're probably going to go to overtime. But the point is, he just pulls up and takes a three. And here's Austin Reeves, gives it to him, and he says, okay, I got it. I'll just shoot this. It's on Kyrie, and he missed it pretty badly wide left. Okay, the point is, if you have Kyrie on you, if you just basket attack, if you get into the lane and get – I just think you can at least get fouled and go to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. But is he thinking, well, I just missed those two. I don't even want to mess with that anymore. I'll just take the three. Well, I've sat here. I've been very consistent. This was classic vintage LeBron. Just close the deal because there there were 12 games. I've detailed for you and for Keyshawn Johnson on this show, 12 games Mm -hmm. last year when they're right there in position to to close the deal. And LeBron's still the best player on the team. I don't care what you say about Anthony Davis. It's LeBron. And he could not close 12 times in regular season games last year. And then, as we all know, against Denver, they're right there in the fourth quarter all four times. And LeBron just couldn't buy a shot. Seven of 23 in those four fourth quarters and one of 10 from three. And I'm saying, LeBron, you're just better than that. Get them home a couple of times and we might be having a different conversation because they look like they were the equal of the Denver Nuggets, who then obviously went on and in six games beat Miami in the finals. So my point to you is, you had that opportunity, and then Kyrie goes right down and did what, what he did for LeBron in 2016. He made that late three, obviously, in game seven at Oracle when they came from three to one down mm-hmm. to beat Golden State. And Kyrie, Kyrie's as clutch a shooter as we've ever seen in this league, to me. And he buries that three, and all of a sudden, that's 21.6 left, and they go back up one. So here comes LeBron right. with the ball in his hand. And I'm saying, just attack. Just drive it. If you have to, you can make one free throw to get you to overtime. Maybe you can make a shot up off the glass. Maybe you could get to the rim and dunk it because you've just been on fire driving the basketball. And instead, mm-hmm. as we see, LeBron, I, I don't know, he decides, I'm, I'm just going to try to flip it up in the air for AD. And it's just, it's ill-advised because he's double covered and it, it has no chance of getting to AD. You can also argue AD doesn't want the ball very badly, but it's just, it, 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 that was it. And for LeBron James, I always call him the best passer in basketball. You, you've got to be better than that. You've got to create a situation down one after you've had this extraordinary comeback. And that's all you got? And that was yeah, it. I mean- <clears throat> He got to get some help from AD. Like you said, AD just standing there. He's yeah. a spectator. Got the best seat in the house, Skip. He's sitting there enjoying the game, enjoying I, the I, LeBron I'm show. I'm with you. And, I got and LeBron it. tries to get him involved in the game. Yeah. I'm like, like, like you said, get on the block. If he, if he gets on the block, there's nobody in that corner. Get on the block. Just get on the block. Demand the basketball. Huh. I, I got and, it. Yeah. And, and go attack the rim. Hey, 
l- listen, I, it's to the point where my criticism of LeBron, it's constructive criticism. I just think he's, he's mm-hmm. way more valuable than AD is. I think we've all agreed. LeBron has been Agreed. playing at an MVP level. And at, during the fourth Agreed. quarter, the crowd is chanting MVP, MVP for LeBron when he went to the free throw line. Well, okay, he's been doing that here of late. He's been on that kind of a tear. So it comes down to, obviously, you got one last desperation three. And this I don't understand about LeBron, but he takes the three from the corner, a fall away. It's, it's virtually impossible. I'm not, I, I don't criticize him at all for missing that because that's obviously a high degree of difficulty. But then he's laughing and cutting up and, and hugging the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm like, LeBron, you, you guys just blew a game. You should have won. I, I don't get the laughing. I, I don't think Richard Sherman laughs after you lose a game, even a regular season game. I don't know. I, I just, no, no. It, I, it, it just got I, me. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, Skip, this is a non-tournament game, and yeah. it, they, for some reason, lose it. And I then so. get watch when they have a tournament game. They're going to be all hyped up, probably win by double digits, yeah. and you're going to be scratching your head. Like, what is the difference? Okay. Why? Why I, do you just turn you, it on and turn it off? You well could be right, because th- th- there's some dynamic between the Mavericks and the Lakers. Remember, there was a game last February in Dallas when – LeBron and company came back from 27 down. It was in the second quarter, but they came Mm -hmm. from 27 down and won the game against these Mavericks. There's something about the Mavericks that they they just can't seem to put away the Lakers. And LeBron loves to play against them. That's why I was so shell-shocked by, I thought they just had them dead to rights. I thought he would just drive the spike right in their heart and end that game, and it did not happen. All right, we got to get back to the National Football League because Richard Sherman is about to go wheelhouse because he's about to speak on two teams he knows very well. Niners at Seahawks. Stay tuned for that. Now it is your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Tony D. Cowboys Thanksgiving game launch. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's an ode to Terry uh, Bradshaw failure to launch. Second tweet. Cowboys fans be like, I see relevant victories. <laughs> As in six cents, I see dead people. I hope I don't see <laughs> dead people today in Dallas uniforms, please. And finally, Are you gonna see? Yeah, Thomas Edwards, underwhelming our man Thomas Edwards. Our final tweet says, Happy Thanksgiving. Go, Cowboys. Let's make Key and Sherman's day swell. Referring to Keyshawn and Richard Sherman, our resident cowboy haters, at least they're anti-Cowboys. There's no hate on Thanksgiving. You can just be anti, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay, we're giving thanks today. Yes, we're giving thanks. And I hope the Cowboys don't give away any football games or turnovers today. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the final game, tonight's game, which is made for Richard Sherman, who, of course, played for the Seahawks, played for the 49ers. In fact, back in 2014, as a Seahawk, Richard had one of his greatest games on Thanksgiving at San Francisco, wound up eating a turkey leg on the 49ers logo, (laughs) eat to five eat. Remember that, Richard? I do. I do, Skip. Yeah. That was quite the Thanksgiving. I didn't get a chance to get home to my family Uh. to have a meal. They gave me a meal there. (laughs) San Francisco fans were very upset with me for that. You know, they they, are. This is their 
this is their revenge attempt because this is the first time they're playing since that game. They're oh, playing yeah. the Seahawks on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving in Seattle. So they're hoping to get they're hoping to get their players on the Seahawks logo eating turkey. I'm sure. I think it's going to be a really good game. All I think right, it's going to so, be a really good game. All right. So maybe you can make it up with your prediction because, as you say, we got seven and three San Francisco at six and four Seattle battle for the division lead. Yet remember the odds makers aren't giving Seattle much of a chance even at home. They're seven-point underdogs. So, Richard, which way are you going? Who wins and why? Well, I think the San Francisco 49ers win the game, and here's why. Geno's coming into the game. He's pretty banged up, as is. So is DK Metcalf. Um, Kenneth Walker III is not playing in this game at all. The offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks has been pretty banged up. Uh, If you watch the game against the Baltimore Ravens, they were giving up pressure left and right. G- Gino had no time in the pocket, no time to go through his, his progressions and give his receivers a chance. Um, and so I think that San Francisco is going to run the ball well. They're going to give. They're going to feed Christian McCaffrey. Um, they're going to run time off the clock. They're going to put a lot of pressure on Gino with Chase Young, Nicholas John Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead is yep. coming into his own three and a half sacks over the past four or five games. So I just, I, 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 it's going to be hard for me to see the Seattle Seahawks being productive enough to win this game. I got them losing in a close one because it's still a division dogfight, 21 to 17. 21 to 17. So you've made it up to the 49er fans by picking the 49ers. Okay, I'm going to disqualify myself on this pick because, as you know, I see the world through metallic blue glasses, as in Dallas Cowboy colored glasses. And obviously, I need Seattle to win this game, even though Seattle is about to come to Dallas a week from today or tonight to play the Cowboys. We have a dinner bet on that game. But the point is, I need San Francisco to lose another game because you know what my my ultimate goal and dream is? I want revenge on the 49ers. They've knocked us out of the playoffs two straight years. They just literally knocked us out, as in Chaotis at San Francisco early this year, 42 to 10. I still can't understand that game. But my point is, they did have a three-game losing streak. Brock Purdy did seem to fall back to earth a little bit, and then he took back off at Jacksonville. He's still number one in QBR, but it's weird to me. I have a lot of respect for pro football focus. that They don't rank him that high in overall quarterback grade, Richard. They got Brock Purdy down at 13th, so I – I don't know. Could, really? could, could he throw a couple of picks tonight? That's the only hope they have, Seattle, is that they need to force a couple of turnovers. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's a fumble here or there. They just need that underdog mentality. I, I do love home division underdogs, and you wore that uniform, and you know what that crowd is going to be like tonight. I don't know if there's a better crowd than that crowd, especially for a big night game against the 49ers. Am I right? Oh, no question. No question. They're going to be they're going to be loud. They're going to be energetic. Just, they have a young rookie in Devin Witherspoon he's who has been tremendous. having a fantastic he, he season. Has. He's yeah. arguably the defensive rookie of the year. He is. And then you got Tariq Woolen, who just had an interception last week against the Rams, yeah. playing really good. Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams comes back this week. He he's going to be a factor. Bobby Wagner having another all pro season. So they have the guys there. Leonard Williams. Now they have in the middle who's going to cause some problems. So they have the pieces on defense to cause some problems for the San Francisco 49ers and maybe create the chaos that you're looking for, Skip. All right. I'm just picking with my heart. I admit it, but I'm going to go Seattle 20 to 17. 
And now we need to get back to the Dallas Cowboys because I'm going to ask a very serious question up next. Are the Cowboys about to prove they are a legit Super Bowl team? I, I think they are. Here we go. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Back down. Man, the defense is allowed. Okay, so all season long, all I've heard sitting in this seat on this show is the Cowboys beat up on the bad teams because they can't beat a good team. Okay, okay. <laughs> After losing at Philadelphia, barely, the Cowboys did beat up on the Giants, and they did go to Carolina, and they beat up on the Panthers, and today they get to play their final quote-unquote turkey for a long while, 4-7 and seven Washington, which I do not believe will play like turkeys today. But from here on, Cowboys play Seahawks, Eagles, Lions at home, Bills, Dolphins on the road before finishing at Washington. By the way, the Cowboys are now 13 and a half point favorites today at Jerry World. So the question remains, Mr. Sherman, project out. Tell us what your gut feeling is about this. This Cowboy team, scale of one to 10, how big a threat are these Cowboys to go win the Super Bowl? Uh, Skip, I, 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 I'll give them a four. Uh, a four, that's about the best I could do right now. Skip, they haven't <laughs> shown me they can beat quality teams. So until they show that they can beat a quality team, I can't give them over a four. And, and I mean, that's just the truth. You want me to give them a six or seven for beating one win, two win teams? I'm not going to do it, Skip. Now, if they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, if they beat the Detroit Lions, if they beat the, the Buffalo Bills, the Seattle Seahawks, I, you will get quality wins and you'll get a lot of respect. And then that number will increase. But until then, Skip. The, the games you have lost have been to the teams that, that would be a 7-8 in that for me. Mm. Go, Michael. Hey, listen, sir, 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 sir. I was okay with you dropping out of four if you had a fancy dance with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you were going to give me something like, I'm only going to say a four because that's the number Dak Prescott wears, yeah. and yeah. Dak Prescott is <laughs> a man lately, and if four can do it, then they can do it. But when you drop like you really believe four out of your mouth, right by your tongue and your teeth and right past your lips, I said, oh, he's joking. There is no way you could say that right now. Now, my number, my number, my number is a nine and a half. Oof, oh, let me tell my you God. Why. Because, oh, 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 let me tell you. Because the NFC now, with some of the things that are going on in the AFC, is it's becoming kind of like those days that I had with San Francisco. It's if you win the NFC, I'm pretty sure you'll win the Super Bowl. Philly just showed you by beating Kansas City, True. and they were not at their best, that NFC over AFC. Now you already got out. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow's out. You know what I mean? There are yep. things going on in the AFC that says worry mostly about the NFC for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. And I go nine and a half because December 10th, you're going to be a half game. Half game. Well, maybe more than half because San Fran, the, Philly, um, the Eagles may not lose right, right there. But you'll have the half behind the Philadelphia Eagles. No, if you win that game in Dallas or if you don't and have to go back to Philly, you will know you can beat the Philadelphia Eagles. That's mm. the important part. Nine mm. and a half for me. You just got to get ready December 10th. But don't allow this trap game to catch them. Yeah, fair enough. So, Richard. I'm going on my eye test. 
I'm going on my gut feeling. Maybe a little bit I'm going with my heart here. But I'm going to go up to an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10 for this team winning the Super Bowl because my eye test is screaming in my subconscious, this team is really good. This team is better than any team has been since the man speaking to us, Michael Irvin, played for this team. I think it's the best Cowboy team since 1995. I think for the first time since the 95 season, this team will at least get to the NFC Championship game. That would be a feat unto itself. But what am I seeing right now? The Cowboys are second in the NFL in scoring to the Dolphins, and they keep closing the gap week after week. They're just barely just percentage points. The Dolphins are ahead of them. I'm starting to call it, as I said last week to Michael, it's, it's starting to feel like the Dak and Mac attack, as in Mike McCarthy has become a new comfort zone of a play caller for Dak Prescott. And I look at pro football focus. I told you earlier in the show, I do have high regard for them because they break this thing down every way you can break it down. In an overall grade, they have lifted the Cowboys all the way up to third as in, in team rankings behind San Francisco, which I get at number one, it was 42 to 10. And they still have Miami as the second best team and Dallas is the third best team. But they have now graded Dak Prescott as the best quarterback in pro football. He has the best grade for what have they played seven, uh, you know, they played 10 games. So over a 10 game stretch this season, he's graded number one. I love that. Do I do I trust him? implicitly going forward. I can't because he's let me down so many times, but I'm seeing what I feel like is a new Dak Prescott, a a more comfortable and confident Dak Prescott, which brings me to my defense in, in third down defense. We're number one in the NFC and in pressures, quarterback pressures. We're number one in the NFC. So we've got a lot of stuff going on on defense. We don't always stop the run. Like I, I feel like we should, But Micah showed you last week he can be at least a top five defensive player, maybe some days a top one defensive player. So I I, I love the mix of this. I love what Deron Bland is doing because he's riding a magic carpet like Everson Walls once rode a magic carpet. So skip. Yeah. Y'all y'all can't be serious right now. I mean, you're you're letting this delusion get to your head. These three games against three of the worst teams in the NFL, it bloats your stats. The games against capable and competent NFL teams, you scored, what, 20 against the Chargers? You scored 23 against Philly? You scored 10 against the Niners? We won. You beat the bad, the worst teams in the league, and you bloated these stats and inflated these stats, and now you're you're trying to convince yourself because the one-win Carolina Panthers team, who have been some of the worst football that I've seen on tape in years, and that's what you're going off of. Like, hey, we we went and we we beat the Carolina Panthers. We beat the Giants. Like, that can't be what you think. Give us a quick last word. We got just a few seconds left. One one last word. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. well, we go off all of it. We go off everything, and, and you go off for what you're seeing happening. The Cowboys are starting to get everything together. C.D. Yep. Lamb, now comes that run game, yep. and when it comes together, you see the possibility of something. All right, Michael, that's it because we got to run. It's almost time for a special edition of Fox NFL Sunday on Fox. we got to run. We'll back tomorrow, 930 Eastern, and happy Thanksgiving to you all.